You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. As priests from the Diocese of Fargo, Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross are joining you today from the Grand Forks area. And before we head into our next segment, we want to just remind you of our website, realpresenceradio.com. You can find even more great content there. You can listen to programming from your local area, find a podcast if you missed one of the daily shows, recheck the uh, schedule of programming so you can keep track of the uh, shows that are maybe your favorites uh, throughout the course of our week. You may also submit a prayer intention and invite us and the community of Real Presence Radio to join in praying for you and with you. You can also see the latest cancellations and announcements that are coming with coronavirus precautions. Be sure to check it out and to keep that website handy, realpresenceradio.com. And next we have with us uh, from our very own diocese, the Diocese of Fargo, Christina Lahr. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. Hello, thank you. Now before we begin with uh, the topic here today, if you could just uh, orient us uh, how long you've been with us at the diocese and what uh, um, areas, uh, responsibilities you have there. Okay, I've been here about six years. I am a communications assistant for the Diocese of Fargo, so I work primarily with the New Earth magazine and also the website. And if you call the diocese, most likely I will answer the phone for you. Yes, indeed. And we very much appreciate uh, having you uh, at the ready and uh, with all of the great help that you provide for our diocesan magazine, The New Earth. Now, we are speaking with you because of uh, an article that you wrote um, back uh, last month. Where did you get the idea for this? It's entitled Reconnect with Your Godchildren and Those You Sponsored for Confirmation. So I guess at the risk of making everything about the coronavirus. Um, by, uh, I went to the first <laughs> confirmation that happened um, in Napoleon. That was uh, March 13th. And so um, every year I usually try to go to one of them. And it was pretty clear that it was going to probably be one of the only ones for a little while. So um, when I was writing an article for New Earth, I didn't want the article to be about all the confirmations that weren't going to be happening right now. <laughs> right. So um, I wanted something a little more positive, and also just thinking that um, there we're all godchildren to somebody, um, and also a lot of us also are godparents ourselves. And um, I, I like to watch, when I'm at the confirmations, they're very fun to just to see all the kids, they're all really excited, but also fun just to see you know all the parents and all the godparents as well, and like, oh yeah, they have... There's something new in their life now, too, as this, they have this new responsibility. Christina, could you, are you a godparent yourself? I am, yes. Can, can, you, can you just describe for our listeners what, what that's like and why it's important and what it means to you personally? Yeah, I have. So his name is Alex. He's three years old. He lives out uh, kind of by St. Paul. So um, I see him a couple times a year. And, I mean, he's still pretty young, so there's, there's not a lot of, you know, like, deep conversations or anything like that. But um, just a level of just keeping, keeping in contact and just being with the family, too, um, I think is the biggest thing at this point, just because I, I, always, I always want that, that 
connection to be open, and that's going to start with the parents, first of all. And um, so always having that relationship starting when he's young now, so when he's older, that it's not weird if I were to ask him about, um, you know, how is your relationship with Jesus? That's a really weird question to ask if (laughs) I haven't talked to him in five years, you know? So um, for now, it's just a level of keeping the connection open. You know, and I think, too, your article is so important for this reason, that traditionally, even when I was young growing up, uh, godparents and sponsors, what they came generally from your family or the community that you were involved. Like, you might have a godparent who maybe lived a town over or a little ways away, but nowadays, a lot of confirmation sponsors and godparents might live across the country or around the world. So we're, we're not necessarily in the same worshiping community as hmm. as you reside. And so I, I think it's really easy sometimes to forget that even if we're at a distance, we really have this real relationship. And so, I mean, what, why, how or why do we go about staying in touch with, with our godchildren or our sponsors? Um, well, I think it's, it's, I mean, if we do live close by to, you know, be able to visit them and those, those sorts of things. But um, I guess one of my things was, and I noticed recently um, with uh, it's always good to you know have your phone conversations, and that's really good. But I was thinking about like little kids, especially, and even teenagers too. How great it is to receive mail. I mean, I still really like receiving mail. <laughs> that's you know a personal letter. Someone actually wrote something out. Like that's really cool. Um, and I find that when I'm writing letters to people, that I, I tend to just like, okay, how am I really doing in the conversation that I bring about, or the or the questions I ask whoever it is I'm writing to, tend to go a little deeper. And so I think that's, and that's a great way to just show, hey, I'm thinking about you. And um, especially now with the situation we have, it's, you know, we can't really visit each other. But letters, I think, are just a very personal and fun way to reconnect with people. Right. Well, for those who are just joining us here on Real Presence Live, we are visiting with Christina Lahr, the communications assistant for the Diocese of Fargo, and about the topic of connecting or perhaps reconnecting, whatever the case may be, with uh, Godchildren and those whom for whom we are sponsors in the sacraments of baptism and confirmation, uh, respectively. Uh, Christina, as I'm looking through the article that you had written and... Um, uh, the, the various steps that you're talking about here. Um, one, The very first thing you, you talk about is that those who are godparents and sponsors need to um, basically double down in their faith and be authentic uh, so as to be able to have something to give. Uh, can you expand a little bit more on, on the idea that you have there? Sure. Yeah, so um, for our, our own faith, just to be making sure that, you know, we are... We are praying, we're reading scripture, we're going to confession, um, receiving the sacraments, and um, because doing those things, God's going to inspire us to do what he's calling us to do. And so um, each, each of us, for our Godchildren, is going to look a little bit different, what, what is the best thing for us to, in order to guide them to the faith better. And so if we are just attentive to what um, God is doing in our life, he will let us know, like, okay, you know, now would be a good time to reach out to them. Maybe there's something in, that you could, you could speak to, or maybe you should ask them, you know, how their parents are doing, or just something like that. I think God is very good at inspiring us in the moment what needs to happen. So if, as long as we're attentive to what, um, if, we're, if we're attentive to him, he will, he will help us and guide us in the best way. 
And also, you know, we as priests uh, think about the requirements in terms of uh, canon law, you know, in terms of somebody who will be chosen as a godparent or a sponsor. Sadly, we end up finding certain families that are very tangentially connected to the practice of their faith, where, you know, it's difficult to find somebody in the immediate or extended family who would be you know, uh, somebody that's uh, proper to to serve as a godparent. So, you know, what what would you say to uh, parents in terms of why it's important, you know, not just to pick Uncle Charlie because nobody else has asked Uncle Charlie to do it yet, you know, but uh, to uh, to pick somebody who can really embody that uh, that role that the church is calling them to play. Sure. I mean, it's. I mean, you think about it. It's it's a big commitment. So when you're um, when during during the baptism, for example, I mean, you're, I don't remember the exact wording of of the rites, but something about um, you're asked to um, um, be a, a witness for this person to see that they're brought up in the faith, and and you and you respond with "I will" or "I do," and that that's that's a promise, you know, that's a big mm-hmm. deal. And so, if someone makes that promise, but they're not really going to fulfill that because they're you know, not even really f- trying to fulfill that in their own life. Um, you know, it really is more important that that as a as a parent who's choosing a godparent to choose someone that you you are confident is actually going to take the role seriously. And you know, maybe Uncle Charlie's feelings will be hurt, but um, when you consider the the greater the greater thing, you know, it's like I. But it's really important that my child gets to heaven. That's that's a little more important to me. <laughs> so, um, so, Christina, what what I what I hear you saying is that being a godparent or a sponsor is it's a real thing, and it has real responsibilities and consequences and eternal significance. Right. Yeah. So, so when 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 choosing, it's something that you should actually spend time reflecting on. In, instead of just randomly choosing something. Yes, that's right. Okay. Very good. Um, well, Christina, do you have any um, uh, any final thoughts about this? I know that you had uh, spoken in the article about some of the instructions that Bishop gave uh, during his homily there, uh, March 13th, at uh, my home parish, as it happens to be St. Philip Neri in Napoleon, for the um, the got for the sponsors uh, there. Um, what did you take away from the, uh, the, the the encouragement, the message that Bishop Folda has for them in these uh, confirmation celebrations? I would say to, to remember that you have a role. Um, it's and it's not just it's not just at the baptism or just at the confirmation. That it's it's a lifelong thing. And even if um, you know it's been a long time since you've been in contact with them, or maybe, you know, your godchild has left the faith, and, um, you know, how, how do you deal with that? But just know that, like, you're, 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 you can still pray for them, no matter where they are, um, physically or spiritually, and, you know, given time, like, there, there might be a role for you, you know, there, there is a role for you, and there might be a time for you to act, and just to be open to that, and, um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not just, it's not just the day, not just the baptism, but it's, it's a lifelong thing, and so God always has a plan for us, you right. know, through that. 
Yeah, we, we also need to remember that in the case of people who maybe are sponsors for someone who is confirmed and it's been quite some time and they think they may have been negligent in their du- duty to just, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to push them forward, to nudge them forward, to, to make that first step. Um, you know, in order to make those recon- uh, make those reconnections. Right, for sure. Fantastic. Well, uh, Christina, thank you so much for uh, taking time with us here, and uh, uh, blessings to you and your ministry and, and all of your um, uh, fellow colleagues and the folks who help us there at the Diocese of Fargo. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. We appreciate it. Well, coming up next, we'll take some time to pray for your specific intentions during the Most Holy Rosary, whatever you might need prayers for. We will lay them at the feet of Jesus through our Blessed Mother, recalling the luminous mysteries of the Rosary. That's coming up next when Real Presence Live continues. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. (music) 